0: Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome back. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, very timely to have back with us today our good friend Wallace Henley. He's a former pastor, daily newspaper editor. He worked at the White House and a congressional aide. He served 18 years as a teaching pastor at the Houston Second Baptist Church. He's the author and co-author of more than 25 books, including God and Churchill, Globequake, and, of course, the one now that has to be read, uh, Who Will Rule the Coming Gods? The Looming Spiritual Crises of Artificial Intelligence. And there's a cover of the book. And let me encourage you, now that AI is so much in the news, you need to get a copy of this book, slow down, and read it. Okay? So... Go online, check it out, Who Will Rule the Coming Gods by Wallace Henley. Wallace, good to see you, brother. How are you?
1: Great to be with you. I'm still a little bit hoarse from the cold, but great to be here.
0: Thank you. Prayed for you, so I'm glad you're back and you're doing well. Um, Gosh, your brain must be on tilt with all this AI stuff floating around out there, but let me just back up a little bit. When did you feel the tug from the Lord to write on this subject?
1: Uh, four years ago, and I made certain changes to my life so I could get the book out and get it quickly out. And so that was, uh, like I say, four about four years ago, and it and it was about two years in the writing. So it's been out of it's been out for a couple of years now.
0: Why do you think the Lord led you here
1: uh, to this topic? Because the spiritual issue is the most important issue of all with regard to to, uh, artificial intelligence and everything that we're facing. And if we don't see that, we're sunk. And what I'm beginning to see now, and I'm sure you are and your uh, viewers and listeners are as well, is that there's uh, all these voices are suddenly emerging. Oh, wow, what is this we've done? What is this we've done? Well, that's what I explore in the book, so I pray that God will use it to show people what is really happening. We've got to understand this. The human being is made for God. That's what St. Augustine said long ago. It's what others have said. It's what we know our psyche is is wired for God. We've got to have God just like the body has to have oxygen. We have to have the transcendence of the Most High God in whatever we do. And we're going to really see this uh, occurring as this thing unfolds more.
0: Um, I got back a week ago from the National Association of Broadcasters Convention in um, in Las Vegas, and it's, it's kind of like broadcasters from all over the world come there. I mean, it's a huge deal. And this subject was clearly talked about everywhere, everywhere. And I guess if you look at it from software to how it would benefit our interest and in all the things that we do, technically, it may have some benefits, but... I would say just about every place I want, there was a yellow flag. Good, but this, this has got possibilities, but how would you describe what this is? A lot of people think it's just supercomputers. How would you describe what this is?
1: This is a voice that uh, people who are listening and yearning for a voice, this is a voice that's going to speak into their lives constantly. And the more we take it in on a small scale, the, the larger it grows. It will be a growing thing because that's the nature of business. It's the nature of science. And who wants to obstruct science? And so consequently, if we don't have uh, something that will control those impulses and control those desires and those habitual things, think of how habitual this has become. Uh, our dependence is on these systems. So anybody who wants to take us over, we're, we're, we're big, fat targets because we can be taken down but the system itself may grow to the point. My concern in the book was who is who is it who's really programming these machines? What kind of ethics do they live by? What kind of worldview motivates them? And if we don't understand that, and understand that we've got to look at worldview, we've got to look at understanding uh, how life works. We've got to under, we've got to understand that ourselves. Uh, but we're we're lackadaisical when it comes to spiritual things. We're ho hum. We've kind of pushed it aside. And now all of a sudden, this thing that could become a new God in our lives in the sense of of the ultimate, the ultimate expression, the ultimate source, all of that is springing before us all of a sudden.
0: So to your point and to the title, who will rule these coming gods, somebody is programming this information. Now, maybe you saw the case uh, a couple of weeks ago where Jonathan Hurley is a law professor, was on Fox. I think he's a contributor now. But anyway, um, he got his profile was totally lied about artificial intelligence came up on his profile and it was totally wrong and uh and and he began to ask the question because he was saying you know watch out for this this has got problems this could be dangerous and in the meantime his profile comes out and it's got him doing all kinds of things that he never did before so he decides well all right i better go in there and correct this and then halfway through correcting he goes wait a minute if I give them all the true information, then how am I going to be targeted again? So the, the, the domino effect of this, I think we're just now beginning to wake up and say, oh, no, did we just give birth to the new atomic bomb?
1: Well, there are two there are two levels to this concern uh, First is the personal level, which you just cited. And the second is the corporate level. So let's just think about the personal level again a, a bit more. Let's think about what's happening in China where people can be uh, graded uh, as worthy or not to be able to use the markets, whether it's the grocery store or whatever it might be, on the basis of their allegiance and their acknowledgement and their compliance with what the Chinese Communist Party stands for uh, by, by, by social actions and social scoring, all kinds of things that you can identify a person uh, I learned the other day who's walking out the door with the back to the cap to the lens of this uh, AI device, and that AI device will know who that person is just by looking at the back of it. So, on the personal scale, it's, it's very concerned. Uh, on the corporate scale, obviously, it it reaches to companies and it reaches to investments and it reaches to uh, uh, retailers and it reaches to all kinds of parts of the corporate establishments. So, unless we have unless we have the right understanding of transcendence, that there's something to which everything must be accountable, then the only thing that's left is the machine. We will be so stunned by what the machine can do that we will be talking about it and we will be yielding ourselves to it. And this can happen to governments, it can happen to people individually. So somehow we need a national uh, uh, and, and global, if you will, a global understanding, Not a, we don't need a global religion. I'm not pushing that. I'm understanding and, and pushing the fact that we've got to have a relationship that satisfies what is happening to us inside, that that for which we were made. We were made for communion with with God, the Holy Spirit. We reject that, and as John Calvin said, we start building uh, idol factories. And I have a whole chapter in my book about building the idol factory and that's what we're doing now. So what's happening in Silicon Valley? What, what kind of gods do they worship there? The book starts out uh, talking about the attempt to create a, an AI church uh, by a former uh, member of the Google staff, uh, and, and it's inevitable. We will, we will make these idols to satisfy what we crave on the inside, and these idols will turn on us. That has happened across history. It's happening now on a scale that's larger than anything we've ever seen historically.
0: Do you see this being regulated?
1: The greater the greater the sense of of, uh, of power and authority if they try if, if the machine tries to take over from the governments, then the governments will certainly step in there and always be seeking to turn the machine into an agency of promotion for a larger and larger and larger governments and people will get so desperate or some kind of order and some kind of control in all this, they will yield to almost anything. This is the way Antichrist appears. The book of Gener- uh, the Book of Revelation is so clear about this that he is seen in the vision that Jesus gives to John and to, and to the church and to us across the ages. Uh, the Antichrist arises out of the frothing sea. Well, turbulent seas are the symbol of nations in chaos and the more that ai contributes to this chaos by by threatening nuclear uh, retaliation and all kinds of things the, the more it encourages this chaos the greater will be the need to regulate it somehow so you you will come to a point that there's a struggle between governments and the machines and their makers itself and they will go to the people they'll try to popularize it with the people they're going to take your your rights away from you and they are so it's a very it's a very concerning thing we're not ready for it.
0: No, we're not. And I, I, I guess the other, there's so many little questions here. Um, it, it seems to me one of the big concerns has to be national security.
1: National security is crucial. And the more that threat looms, the greater the government involvement will be again. So that's all on the secular side. But, but there's a deeper side to that, which, which is the spiritual dimension and, and the personal dimension that is that is so spiritual. Only the church can address that. Only the pulpit can effectively address that because the other agencies of society don't believe in it. They don't em- embrace it. But the church needs to reach out for that. And somehow the message has got to get uh, into the pulpits that, that God is transcendent. We are answerable to him. We're answerable to what we do. With what, with, with what we uh, acquire. Uh, if, if, it's a, if it's a computer system, we're, we're answerable to God for the way we use that. And, and makers of those things are answerable for the way they build them and what they use them for. Um, agencies are answerable for the way they, they, they push it on people, uh, as if it were the only Savior that is before us. This has to happen at the level of the church. Jesus said a long time ago, he said, go and make disciples in the nations. He was not just asking that they'd go out and do some religious thing. He was talking about the fact that if we're not disciples, if we don't understand the depths of the scripture, if we don't understand the word of God, then we're vulnerable for any kind of usurper that will try to step into that role. This is the great concern.
0: There seems to be a little bit of a romantic side to all of this for what it may be able to do. I mean, that could be the great deception, right?
1: It is a deception. But a, but a deception is not effective if we if we don't believe it. I mean, if if we re- refuse to believe it and go forward with the good that we can get out of it, uh, the deception is that uh, is that if I get a certain kind of shot, um, it's it's gonna it's gonna do something horrible to me. So I don't get the shot and I die with pneumonia or something of that effect. So you don't buy into the deception, but you have to be you have to be aware of the deception. You have to be able to recognize it so you can reject that and take what is needed. I'm no. I'm not going to be a hypocrite about this. I rely on AI every hour of every day, in at some sense, in my life. Right now, uh, I'm dependent on on what happens on your networks and your algorithms and all kinds of things to be able to get this message across. So I don't want to be a hypocrite about it. The thing, the the phenomenon has tremendous opportunity. One of my um, experiences way back in the 1980s, not 1990s, was spending a lot of time in the former Soviet bloc. Uh, doing conferences and speaking to leaders and all all kinds of stuff, and one of the things that impacted me on my first trip into one of those countries was the fact that there were these loudspeakers on every corner, every corner. And I asked one of my hosts, "What does that mean? Do they play music all day, or what do they do?" They said, "Oh no, uh, this uh, out of this comes the preachments of the of the uh, national party, and we're making sure that people hear this day and night. It's propaganda." we' and, we're, and we're, we're pushing this day and night night and day so that we immerse them in this propaganda stream. That's what's happened in America. That's what's happened across the world as we have rejected the good news, the gospel we have filled the gap with propaganda and the corporate world, those consensus establishments that I talk about on this on this network all the time mm-hmm. the establishments jump into this and they think they're doing us a favor. And they think they're building themselves. They're, they're helping destroy us.
0: One other quick question before I take a break: Isn't Siri on our phones artificial intelligence?
1: That is correct. That is correct.
0: I mean, you can ask Siri anything, and she comes up with the answer.
1: That is correct. In fact, um, I have a, a, a an acquaintance whose whose small child at the uh, breakfast morning uh, breakfast table one morning was asked to do the blessing and she started out dear siri that was that's who she was praying to that's the way she understood it
0: whoa whoa! all right let me take a quick break folks this is a must-read book and uh, you can tell by wallace's uh, testimony here that god led him early on to take this on it's called who will rule the coming gods the looming spiritual crises of artificial intelligence and we'll dig into that a little bit when we come back check it out we'll be right back We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. And uh, always an honor to have with us Wallace Henley, former pastor, and uh, he worked in the White House during the Nixon administration. Uh, He has served 18 years as a teaching pastor there at Houston Second Baptist Church. He's the author of many books. Many of them are just outstanding. I've read a whole bunch of them. Uh, You can check out Globequake. I reference that one a lot. Uh, He wrote a book, God and Churchill. That's a fascinating read. And the one, his latest book here um, is Providential. Who will rule the coming gods? The looming spiritual crises of artificial intelligence. I think you need to explain again, Wallace, why this is a spiritual crisis. Because I think it's, it's, it's too easy not to understand.
1: It's a spiritual crisis because it deals with ultimates. Every culture, every society has a, is built on a worldview. That worldview is the way the largest segment of that population understands and interprets the world. Why are we here? Uh, to whom, if anything, are we answerable? Uh, what, is, what is the nature of reality? All of these things develop a value system, and those value systems become the inputs into constitutions and into declarations of independence and all kinds of belief systems. Worldview is crucial. And that's what all of this is about. It's about the way we view the world when we lose a sense of humanity and when we seek to impose a machine in the place of humanity, then then we must be able to recognize that we're we're going to do something ultimate. We're taking an ultimate step. I'm not against it. I'm for I'm for it. I've I've benefited greatly from what artificial intelligence has done in hospitals and so forth. I've been benefited directly and I'm grateful for it but it's coming at a time when we have abandoned the sense of the transcendence of God, the answerability to God. God said to Adam and Eve, I want you to have dominion over this creation. I put you in this place to have dominion. Dominion is not some kind of uh, militant uh, occupation of a place. Dominion means development. It means stewardship. I I want you to steward this and develop this wonderful creation. God has given us that gift himself, but if we start using our inventions, to displace God, and when those machines become greater than God, in our understanding, and that happens to us unconsciously, and so when that happens, then it becomes a spiritual crisis, and that thing becomes a God. As I said in the first segment, uh, John Calvin talked about uh, uh, idol factories. We begin, when we push God out of the core of our being, we begin to build those idols that we can worship, and we bow to them, and, and we yield to them, uh, every day in every way
0: okay so what i'm also hearing you say here is christians need to and i say this respectfully because we everybody's telling you you need to do something but do we understand what really the transcendence of god is are we trying to get by without the transcendent or are we just trying to get by on bible knowledge
1: I think we have trivialized a lot of Bible knowledge, and I, I put myself in that category. I think we have reduced, uh, the, the, we've taken the Gospels, we've taken the Word of God, and rather than a vertical kind of uh, revelation, we have converted it to a historical, not a historical, but an existential uh, manifestation. That is, it's speaking to how we can be better people and how we can be happier people and more productive people. Um, those, things are, those things are embedded in the scripture. But those are not the priorities of scripture. They're results from taking in the scripture and li- living one's life in accord with the, with the scripture, the word of God, and building one's institutions according to the design and the purpose and the uh, systems of management inside those inside those systems. My master's degree is in is in human resource development, and human resource development is a is a product of an understanding of the importance of the human being and ministering to the human being and helping the human being to grow. But when we're, when we're seeing you people on that same mechanistic scale, which is another danger of this whole thing, if we push out God, then those people become mere machines themselves. And who's, who's going to care for them if they're not productive? And so they're out of the picture. All of these things have implications. And again, the church has got to get back to a proclamation of the transcendence of God and everything that it
0: means. Okay, um, let me ask you another basic question. What, what does that look like? What does that
1: what look that, like? What that looks like is churches that have 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 classes that are set up of, uh, around the theology of, of h uh, the, the theology of AI, the theology of of, of the the whole computer system and how that impacts our lives and how that impacts our worldview. We need to disciple people to sit and to evaluate these things from a scriptural point of view. That's what a, that's what a follower of Jesus is supposed to do. We're supposed to evaluate everything in that context. It means the pulpit not 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 doing aside completely with you're going to be happier people if you do this and so forth, but coming to the point that that the pulpit preaches the holiness of God, the holiness of God. They the absoluteness of god his his grandeur his 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 great magnificent presence and our ability our our inability to do anything apart from him unless we do it by his grace and through his power and that at the end of the day as paul said we're going to have to give an account for what we've done with our gifts and our talents and our skills that's the understanding that has to permeate the body of christ again but we we well i'll stop right there
0: if we don't understand the holiness of God, then we probably would not understand the fear of God, right?
1: That's exactly right. And why would we want to preach the fear of God? Wasn't that, wasn't that the, didn't that distort the Middle Ages? And didn't that uh, uh, terribly uh, change, uh, change things in the early days of this country that we were looking at God as mean and cruel and so forth? We've got to teach that in the context of family. We've got to teach it in the context of God's fatherhood, His loving fatherhood. We've got to teach that in that context, and we've got to preach about it in those ways.
0: Well, I have to tell you, and you, you know this, because you write about it, uh, we're living in a biblical moment. I know we can't put a date or a timeline on it, but we have never seen the acceleration of the fulfillment of the signs as we've seen maybe in the last five or six years.
1: As, as a student of history and a participant in some of it, uh, especially in the 1960s when there was such turbulence, I can tell you that I, I believe very strongly that we're in the, the birth pangs age that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24 and 25, that we're in the period that is a buildup. He, he said that we would not know the day and the hour of his coming, but it, but he did infer to us that we could know the season of his coming. He said "You, you the signs of the times are all around you he says to the scribes and Pharisees. He can say that to us today. The signs of the times are all around us, everything that he talked about. We're in the build-up stage uh, to the great Donomai of history. Donomai is the moment moment for which something has come into being. It's the expression of it. All of that's ahead of us, and we're in that season. We don't know how long it will take, but we're there, and we need to recognize the signs of the times are everywhere. Mm -hmm.
0: So, how would what would you say to parishioners that we don't get a messianic complex even to the point of including ai in the messianic complex let alone political leaders
1: well we need to talk about the the inevitability of of that of that concept coming in because we have to have it we're wired for it and just like the i is wired for light. And the, and the occipital lobe, the whole system is is is, is geared for light, uh, light. And light can come in. We know what to do with it. So the same thing is true with the Spirit. But if the Spirit is dead, if the Spirit is unconscious or if it's distracted and we're not receiving the awesomeness of God, then guess what? We are missing the whole story. We're missing the whole point of, of this age that is upon us when God is getting us ready. Peter says, oh, if we understood the nature of all of this, uh, what what manner of people ought to, we to be in all holy living and godliness, and that message of holiness and godliness, that's left the church as well. That's got to come back, and it's got to come back on the teaching level. It's got to come back on the pulpit level. It's got to come back on the worship level. All of this must happen in the lives of churches. There needs to be a complete reformation that gets us ready for this hour, the whole denominations are spending millions and millions of dollars. They need to spend millions of dollars coming together in conferences and, and workshops and all kinds of things, working on curricula and developing curricula to train people. Go into Psalm 78 and look at what the family ought to be like, a teaching entity that the family ought to be like. I thank God for uh, my, great, my, my grandchildren. I'm seeing them raise their children with a sense of how to, how to discern here what you're looking at and not. This is what's got to happen. Across the across the history across the nation, and it takes the church to step into that place and get it done.
0: You really can't discern the sign of the times unless you've been taught what to look for.
1: Exactly, and we hate history. We don't want to study history, but history is crucial, and and we don't want to think about world things, world affairs. Let's don't think about the crashing of banks uh, and and the and the selling out of banks. Let's don't talk about what's happening in in china and in russia and in, and and the implications for us let's don't think about those things let's 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 push those as far as we can off the table let's don't let the pulpit get political well somehow the pul- the pulpit has to be truthful and has to equip us to live in the time in which we live we're, we're an equipping equipping agency that's the church we're to equip people in how they live mm. this this should be priority everywhere
0: you're inspiring brother uh what are you working on
1: well, I'm, I'm still working on entanglement, which is the most fascinating implication of, of, uh, of, of theory that is now the, the quantum theory, and the fact that what we, we are entangled with Christ if we're in Him. We are we're entangled with Him. So what Jesus receives, we receive. If He receives the punishment of hell, we receive the punishment of hell, except He does it on our behalf, and we need to recognize that. So to be entangled with him is to sit with him in heavenly places. Mm. But it's also to be hated like he's hated. So so that's fascinating me.
0: <laughs> you are fascinating. <laughs> well, good to see you. I'm glad you're feeling better. Our prayers remain. And let me say to our viewers and listeners, you need to get this book. Take the time and read it. Who will rule the coming gods, the looming spiritual crises of artificial intelligence? This is an aid for our day. And what uh, Wallace has done for you is taken a very complex subject and boiled it down to your faith. And uh, I would say go online, get the book, Who Will Rule the Coming God. God bless you, my friend. Good to see you. Keep up the good work. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember... You can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at the Dove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.